Give me a second. We're live. Yep, episode three. Here we go. Hockey down here. Oh, not actually live. Well, no, like we're recording, but we're not live. Oh. You know? Well, you didn't trim the last one, so. I didn't? No, because at the beginning when you start the video, it goes, it goes, and we're live, and then there's like a five-second delay. <laughs> oh, I think that was intentional. It's called artistic talent. Oh, is this artistic talent right here? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. So we are live. We are live. Officially. We're, we're recording. We're not live. This is too much to get around. You anyway. Because we're not live. <laughs> we're not like Instagram Are we live? live. <laughs> oh. That's what I'm saying is like we're not... Like we were, are recording, but we're not live. Like we're not. I mean, we. We're not. You're right. Like, no, live. we're not live. We're not live. I don't think I'm gonna trim this out. I think you're I'm not gonna. gonna trim, you're gonna keep I this. I think this will be funny. Okay. That's awkward. Awkward for others, not us. We're having fun. All right. This is episode three of the Hockey <laughs> Down Here podcast, presented by Going the Distance Sports. Um, the NHL has seen a lot of ups and downs in the past, I'd say, week. Uh, we've decided we're going to do every other week now. That's going to be a bit more of a consistent schedule, just so everyone has a bit of an awareness of our, like, when we're releasing stuff. I know everyone was like, when are you guys come back? When are you guys come back? I know well, everyone was really pressing us. The <laughs> amount of DMs I got, man, well, it was crazy. Well, guess what? We're back now. So back. anyway, um, yeah, we're going to do every other week, and this will be out sometime Wednesday, right? Yeah, should be Wednesday. So Wednesday, November 3rd, um, if you're keeping score at home. So um, let's kind of get into it here. And unfortunately, we do have to start with the kind of biggest news around the league. And certainly, I mean, something that should be pretty big news around sports world entirely, and that is the conclusion i believe it is the conclusion right with the report coming from um what's what was the all of the like terms i feel like are really like specific so yeah. I, I haven't heard the word conclusion but i know it's been released and it's like it has been released I guess the invest- investigation is done the investigation is I done guess. So and I guess it would be a conclusion a report has been released on the um issue with the Chicago Blackhawks and their 2010 playoff run that had um, some issues with the coaching staff um, not acting appropriately and absolutely, uh, I mean, assaulting a former NHL player. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I didn't know the YouTube um, thing with that, but yeah, sexually assaulting um, a player who we now know is Kyle Beach, a former NHLer who um, unfortunately this really did sidetrack his career. And of course the worst part about it is he was a victim of all this. hundred percent. Yeah. I think my, I, I mean, I don't know how the NHL typically handles these things. Like if it were brought to the NHL right away, how it should have been. Like, I don't think they would have been like disqualified from the playoffs. No. So and- I don't, from my point of view, and I feel like a lot of other people's point of view, it's like, why was this not just reported, reported, reported right away? Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it doesn't make sense. It's like, they're not going to 
pull the whole team out of the playoffs. Like that's not going to be a thing. I get bad press, yada, yada, yada. But like, I don't know. I just feel like that shouldn't matter. Yeah, it it shouldn't matter. But of course, people obviously don't want information like this getting out. It is like a very sensitive case in that sense. I mean, I read a bit of the report. It is pretty terrible. Yeah, I read the whole whole thing. Um, 18 pages or whatever it was. Yeah. And there was, I mean, there's just been mismanagement on every side that has had any kind of awareness uh, about this since 2010. And um, it's, it's, it's bad. It just, it's really not a good look for the league. It's not a good look for um, the Blackhawks organization, obviously others that have were in the organization and weren't directly tied to it, but did kind of have a bit of an awareness about it and are still in the league now are kind of facing some repercussions, but, you know, questions are kind of raised as to should they face more um how accountable should they be and like how much do we need to change the culture of hockey kind of thing so yeah and i think it's it's a lot um i personally have never been a fan of stan bowman based on his hockey decisions but besides the point like heck yeah he should have been fired for his mismanagement of the whole situation yeah. And I don't know. He's made some questionable decisions on the hockey side of things. So not sad to see him go. Sad to see circumstances that came out and like his official like yeah. outdoor, like why he had to get booted. Um, like that's obviously awful. And yeah, obviously, like I've been a huge Joel Quimble fan. So that was like really disappointing to hear that he was definitely in the know of everything, no matter how he can deny it, like meetings were in his office. So I'm not quite sure how you can deny that you don't know about something if it's happening in your office. Um, He obviously is done um, at the Panthers. And I think the issue with Joel Quinville was um, not only did he know it, but like when the report was released, obviously it was kind of known that he knew and then that same night they had a game and he still coached and I think a lot of people were like why why did he get you know why was he allowed to coach obviously like he's tied up in this why don't we stop you know like at least don't have him coach that night go through what they should do and then obviously they released him because that's what they had to do but you know why why did he get to coach that one night that's kind of a big question a lot of people were having including I think some players even spoke out against that mm-hmm. yeah I think it's just like I I I just am still puzzled by like the fact how I kind of said earlier like if they reported this to the league the team wouldn't have been disqualified and still could have gone on to win it so I'm not quite sure where like I know I don't know like obviously we weren't in those rooms we have yeah we know what happened we don't know like I don't know there's just so many things being talked about and I just would love to know like the thought behind oh we're not reporting this because we're not gonna win or whatever it was like to me that just doesn't make sense because the league's not gonna kick you out of the playoffs I think what this does show is how ill-equipped not only the league but like kind of how hockey culture is 
like they just they they don't know how to handle stuff like this like they they rather they, they, i mean hockey players and nhl and like everything's kind of more soft-spoken they don't want to make a big deal out of things right it's always you know team before i and it's a it, it's such a it's almost too humble you get what i'm saying yeah like, like there it, isn't people like i like hockey because it it's not as like in your face um selfish kind of how you said like it's the mm-hmm. team before i situation but it's just like there, there's a line that if you cross it like this yeah. is what needs to happen yeah so it just is kind of confusing to me there was no damage control yeah and, and like and when they did finally get that started it was terrible and like based on what i've read like again if they reported this like nobody no from what i know nobody else other than brad would have gotten in trouble yeah so i'm just kind of confused like you yeah. made yourself get in trouble you know yeah exactly because you didn't do anything about it like you became part of the whole thing and you walked in to getting in trouble like i'm just can like like it it, it baffles me like i don't get it, it it's then, like it's bad. Yeah. Even it's now, um, now the Pittsburgh Penguins also have a sexual assault case against them, except it's a, one of the players' wives. Um, so I know it's not DeSmith, is it? Is it, It's not Casey DeSmith, right? No, I don't think so. Let me, I was just reading it. Because I know Casey DeSmith, uh, something came out when he was in college. And it's, it's not. Oh, it wasn't him. Oh, it wasn't him. Okay. I mean, I mean, like, yes, whatever you're saying is definitely true, but it's the wife of a former coach in Pittsburgh is filing a sexual assault lawsuit against the organization and former assistant general manager. Hmm. So like all of this stuff is now coming to light, which is like, it just shows that it's a problem. And like, why are we fostering a culture that promotes that? And and I think Taylor Hall, actually, he was interviewed and he said it best. I don't know if it was like prompted or he kind of got ahead of, you know, the questions and stuff and realized this is something that needed to be addressed. But he was like, you know, it's just something that like needs to be changed, not only in hockey, but kind of around everything. Yeah, everywhere. Like it's yeah. bigger than all of this, you know. Yeah, he, he said, you know, it's not just hockey that needs to be better. Everyone needs to be better. So it, it's it's a shame that of course, this is kind of consuming the hockey world because um, I think there are a lot of people who are uh, genuinely good people. But I think in this case, um, some good people probably made some bad decisions and it dragged them down. So, yeah. And it just shows that like every decision you make counts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you're choosing to yeah. go one way or the other. Yeah. So, um, kind of, ending it kind of ending this topic here but uh, i mean i think a lot will be um i think gary bettman's leadership will kind of be questioned in the coming months um he he's been accused of not really handling the situation correctly and obviously like i don't think he has uh but also you know where has he brought the league kind of thing obviously it's it's grown but i feel like everyone's grown right and is 
Gary Bettman, the one who's leading hockey to more prominence across, you know, the world, across the Southern areas of the U S like, is he really going to be the one who's going to, you know, put hockey on the map for a lot of people who don't watch it? Or do we need to go into a new direction where, you know, we wipe things clean, we start over and we, you know, find someone who might be willing to do things in a new direction and, you know, change the sport a bit. So yeah, I, think that, I don't know. It, there's hockey, a lot of questions. I think hockey can be like traditional and I do like that about it, but at the same time, like you need to be able to evolve and adapt. And so I just think Gary Bettman doesn't, I mean, at TC, we've also had issues with Gary's. Shout out oh. Gary Patterson. <laughs> his 22 year coaching career done at TCU. He's going to go on a yeah. coach. Besides the point, Gary's leadership is being called into question. And I just think that he's not evolving and adapting with where we're at yeah. digitally mainly. I mean, I think the move to ESPN may have been a kind of a last hurrah almost. Because obviously like- I can't ESPN... see him staying too long. Like, I don't know. Yeah, because like ESPN is obviously the biggest sports conglomerate, but it's like, do they really understand hockey? I mean, you watch some of their broadcasts and you're like, this isn't, you can tell they don't really care. Like it's, yeah. and they, they I, I don't see any difference in sports center or whatever. I mean, I'm sure the people who are involved, they put a lot into it, but I don't know if hockey is what's turning the wheel for them. So it's like, yeah, Batman deciding to go to ESPN after NBC was already ending the deal. So it's like, it's like he had to go somewhere. Well, and also like on the flip side of it, on like ESPN's part, like obviously I'm not saying people should get like fired or anything like that, but I do think like instead of people being taught it, especially at the beginning, people should have been brought in more. Yeah, definitely. Instead of like trying to like reinvent the wheel with some of these people that are more football, baseball, um, basketball focused, like that's a hard transition. You can get those people involved. But exactly, you know, but I'm, I think especially at first, you need to be people need to be who know what they're talking about and doing need to be in the chair. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, this kind of investigation and this issue that spawned back in 2010 has really kind of called into question a lot of things. And as you can see, with how we've kind of delved through this entire topic, it it makes you, uh, yeah, it makes you kind of look at things and be like, you know. What, what is going to be changing in the next couple of years for the sport in general? Um, I think, oh, shoot. I know we have, not we have to move on, but. No, no, no. Keep going. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm very passionate about gymnastics as well. And obviously, sexual assault has also been a hot topic in the world right. of gymnastics. And I just, like, for USA Gymnastics, now we have to do this, like, safe sport, like, training thing. Which I guess, like in theory, you know what USA USA hockey makes you do the same thing. Okay, so exactly similar thing. And then I listened to um, Allie Raceman talk um, to the Senate or Congress or whoever she talked they talked to, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I mean, it's sort of a step, but it doesn't do anything." And I was like, "Yes." So I guarantee, like online trainings, which are like obviously awesome, but it's also like. It's a legal, it's a legal net. Exactly. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. So I don't know. Cause I don't think That's anyone's like going like, uh, yeah. 
no one's like sexual assault is good like no that's everyone knows it's bad and it's I don't think it's like something it's like a mind thing and it's like a heart posture thing it's not like a I'm gonna read Mm -hmm. a book and be like I don't know I get what you're saying no you I I, I get verbalize that but it's like it's a it's a humanity thing as well yeah it it just go down that rabbit hole but (laughs) wow this is becoming hockey down here has gotten deep we're down here in the rabbit hole of humanity (laughs) well going back up a little bit we're going to talk about your Chicago Blackhawks not only struggling off the ice but on the ice with only one win coming from actually last night uh we're filming this on November 2nd so they had a win against the Senators on the 1st of November so zero wins in October for them and uh it's not going well. It's just not going well for the Chicago Blackhawks. Patrick Kane had a hat trick last night. Okay. So yep. Definitely want to mention that. Um, hot take. Okay, this is going to be hot. I mean, Mark Andre Fleury is throwing games. Whoa. <laughs> okay, I didn't know you were going to say that. That was not prompted. He didn't want to come to the Blackhawks. He fought it, and obviously the whole trade thing—that was a whole drama and dilemma in itself. Okay. But you've seen the memes when he's like diving saves for Vegas and he lets the softest goals in. And I'm not saying it's not a team problem, mm-hmm. but you cannot tell me that that is the same flurry you saw in Vegas. Like there's, he's just standing there and like, I'm like, do something. Okay. I'll be so, honest. I have not watched him enough in Chicago to really come to that conclusion. I'm sure if like, I watched a bit more of the games or like watched the games that he's been playing. Like I could form a bit more of a stronger opinion, but like, I, you know what? He, I don't know. Cause it's like, he's already like one of the I, best. Okay. Uh, like that's just a hot take. Do I really, if I think about it, like. No, not- oh, you got me thinking. You got me thinking. I mean, like, it's. I don't know. Like it, the thought. Does he want to be there? Head, I don't know. Why I have to say it because. Like, it popped into my head when I saw this. I'm like, on paper, this team should be winning some games. Yeah. But then where does he want to go then? That's I guess that's the next question. I mean, Earth? does he want to go back to Vegas? Pittsburgh? I mean, I don't know. That's where he, want, that's where he wanted to go. Really? Yeah. He wanted to go back to Pittsburgh. I wouldn't want to go back to Pittsburgh, but that's just me. Uh so that's I don't know. Take. I don't know. It's a hot take. That's a good hot take. You yeah. know, what? with a eight 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 save percentage, um, like you, it has some warrant to it. And like, just I know, like, and I know we've also had like a bunch of COVID stuff as well. So we haven't. I don't know. There's a, but obviously, been a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So you know, I get he's with a new team, but then we look at um, Anderson at the hurricanes new team he was a free agent they're undefeated yeah i don't know hot take man we we should because he wants out that's my pov he wants out so he's like how do i get out of this by letting goals in (laughs) but do you blame just him for losing games no absolutely that's what i'm saying like i know it's also a team issue okay but i think he also could be better because i know he can be and he has okay yeah that's true we should do we should do at the end of every episode just the hottest take we can think of 
that was a good one. Honestly, you're you're set for today's episode. Let me stew over mine for the end. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was whew, that took the wind out of nothing me. else to talk about. Nope. No, we're kidding. But uh, Florida, Carolina, and Buffalo <laughs> are all succeeding. What an absolute mess of a season so far. <laughs> like October was like jaw on the ground always. From every angle. Just from, from every, every angle. angle. Carolina, not surprised. Florida, also not surprised. Well, I don't know. Carolina had a weird offseason where they like That's were true. trying to self-sabotage. They, it did seem like they were trying to do that, but just like, I don't know. Based on kind of like the core group of guys they got going, I'm like, if you can build off of them – They'll be set. Yeah. Let, let, wait, I, aren't the Red Wings also doing well? Let me, let me check. Yes, let me... they are. They are doing well. What's My their... My roommate is loving it. Division. They are currently... I mean, they're fourth in their division. Weird season. Weird season. Yes. But I feel like the starts of the seasons are always kind of weird. Yeah. Um... Fresh sheet of ice. They're like, what's going on? I feel like there's a bit more. It'll like, plateau and even out. I feel like they're, they're a bit more like they coincide. Like hockey is never like a really uh, volatile sport, in my opinion. In the sense that like when you start the season, like I think you have a good sense of who the good teams are. And like one team will generally like underperform, but I don't see teams like overperform all that often. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm ne- I no one expected Buffalo to do well. And I don't know if it's sustainable. I don't know if like it makes sense for them to continue doing well, but they're I think doing that well. Carolina and Florida are built for the for the long run. Right. I yeah. Could not say the same about Buffalo. I think like awesome, you're winning, but I don't think it's sustainable no. for the long run. No, I don't think so either. But that's just my POV. Yeah. Um really, really interesting start from southeastern hockey markets that don't uh aren't not named tampa bay so not mad about it <laughs> no i know i'm tired of tampa bay it's yeah. it's time and I think you guys like, need to move on like the good teams need to have i mean the southern teams need to have good players good people for growth because if mm-hmm. there's a team in town and they're not good you're not going to go see them no but and that's, that's evident you know what I'm that's, saying? That's evident by Florida never having good attendance. Exactly. So this is good. Keep it up, guys. Yeah. Good job. Florida, um, if you're listening. <laughs> so unfortunately, I don't think were they they were both in the same division last year, Florida and Carolina. So yeah. they but um this year, I mean, they can meet the playoffs. It'd be a good matchup. Yeah. Um it'll we'll be see. interesting to see. Um, obviously Joel Quinville did help Florida kind of redevelop into a team. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see how they move forward. Cause I hope they do. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm still taken aback by like how crazy this season has been so far. And it were what, not even a month in realistically. Yeah, less than a month. Yeah. It's nuts. And, you know, kind of switching gears. Another thing that has been, that threw me off a bit, but was awesome is this past week, I got to use um, a VR headset to train for ice hockey. 
And let me just say, is SMU funding this? No, it was personal thing, a goalie coach that I use. Um, and it, it, it was one of the coolest things of all time. That's pretty good. I, I did not expect it to be very, like, adaptable to, like, how you would play hockey. I didn't expect it to be very realistic. And I was wrong. It was very cool. Um, the calibration is great. Like, once you, like, get it set up, it knows where you are in the net. It knows where your hands are. And the way that it, it creates uh, situations for you to follow as a goalie, it's extremely realistic to what you would see in a game and how they move and pass the puck and the speed is also comparable. It's, it could be the future. I mean, it really, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to take away from on ice stuff, but it's a visual aid that I think a lot of goalies will start using. Well, I feel like if you're using it, I feel like the NHL should, or is, right? Like, I feel I like. Think, so I think the main, so it's the program itself is called Sensorina. This is not an ad, but it's called Sensorina. And but it can be if you want it to be. It can be. I would love to have a headset of my own. So I will promote you every episode. Anyway, I believe they work closely with the New Jersey Devils. And um, that's as much as I know. But what was also cool is the arena that they the arena that they show you when you're working in the the VR world or whatever. It's Madison Square Garden. Oh, that's hype. Yeah. But it has the New Jersey logo in the middle. So I was like, that's weird. But I think it is a huge visual aid. And I think it will help goalies with like tracking more because I felt that was the biggest benefit is because you're really exaggerating with how you're aiming your eyes. So I don't know. That was something new that I tried this week. Um, It's not really a hot take saying that that's going to be the future. So that won't be my hot take, but hot take. You're also throwing games. <laughs> now that, Oh my goodness. That is a hot take because I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely. Yeah. I next question. Really awkward spot. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Austin Matthews and Toronto. Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Also not doing well. He's throwing uh, games. He's throwing games. <laughs> I've this about everyone now. If, if, if Vander Kane was throwing games, Austin Matthews yeah. is certainly throwing games right now. Absolutely. So uh, he only has one goal and one assist through, I believe, six games this season. Obviously, he didn't play for the first couple games, I think. Right? First, first three or something. But... Um, yeah, Austin kind of uh, lacking a little bit. What's going on down there? Every year, I hear him. I hear him. We talk on the regular. Um, I see something else. Like every year, I swear, I see some type of meme or quote graphic where he's like, I want out of Toronto. But then he just never goes. He just stays. It's just, from a, it's just from a meme page posing as someone else. No, it's not. Sometimes they're memes, but sometimes it, it's like an actual, like, it's actually him. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, I actually got fooled by one of those pages one time. It was like 
there's there's like a page that tries to convince you that you're on the Montreal Canadiens thing and they're like super they're super good about it like they'll do like French and then they'll do English and like the graphics like they always coincide with like the current graphics for whatever the you know Canadians oh, are using you on Montreal's page I'm not I just it caught me by surprise over the offseason because it was like Tomas Hurdle has been acquired by the Canadians. And I'm like, what? When did we <laughs> trade Hurdle? It's like, it scared me to death. And then I went to the page and I was like, this is a joke page. And I was so angry with myself for falling for it. Yeah, you got to be, got to watch out for those catfishes. Yeah. But don't let this take away from the fact that Matthews and I just looked up Marner only has three points in nine games. So both of them throwing games. Bad throwing games. That's gonna be the title of this episode. How to throw a hockey game. <laughs> well, moving on. Yep. Moving on to another team that might be throwing games. The San Jose Sharks. COVID. They- I thought COVID. I don't know. I didn't think COVID was gonna affect the league this much this year. But well, I, I think like- I think they're the only team so far. Well, Chicago also had a bunch of COVID issues as well. Oh, Not as bad as this. they did. Yeah, like, I was going to say, this is bad. Out for 10 days. Chase was also out for a little bit. Like, yeah, like, I, I'm just shocked at how soon COVID is already affecting all these teams. Yeah. It's already part of, like, the conversation, I guess. So um, some notable guys that were affected by this was uh, Carlson. Uh, not Couture. He had a different illness. I believe Timu Meyer just got put in a protocol. Um, a couple other depth players, but it's like up to 10 guys got affected by this, I believe, uh, including coaches. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you go down and you read the, they're all vaccinated. And it's like, I mean, I don't know how symptomatic they were, but it's like, geez, what, like, what is going on? I, guess not that I don't know how they're getting it, but I, I don't know. It just I don't know either. Because I don't understand how it's like taking out full teams if they're all vaccinated. Not to get in that conversation. And are they are they getting te- what what's qu- making me question is like if they're not symptomatic, are they getting tested regularly? Is that what's that's happening? Because I don't. Because I thought with the NHL, like if you were vaccinated, you didn't have to get tested unless you like didn't feel well. But if you're not vaccinated, you have to get tested like two to three times a week. But if they're vaccinated, I feel like they shouldn't be getting tested. But then if there's an unvaccinated guy who gets COVID, then they maybe have to test them. And it just, I know it's annoying for sure. Um, but yeah, they basically fielded part of an AHL roster against their last game against the Jets. Uh, so, somehow they won. So I guess that says a lot about the Jets. Lots in the pipeline. Oh, <laughs> I was going to go the opposite way. You're the, now you're the negative Nelly. Jets are throwing games. Yeah, Jets are throwing games now. And now uh, they have a game against the Sabres tonight who aren't throwing games, apparently, um, with even they got more. They sick of throwing games. Yeah, they got sick of throwing games. They've been doing that their whole, I guess, their whole time as a franchise. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see tonight. I mean. Uh, COVID is not over yet. No. Unfortunately, it is not. Speaking of the AHL, my best yeah. Nicole Caulfield. You know him. I know him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Short he, King. 
short King, he got sent to the AHL, which is, I mean, I haven't seen him play this year. Like I haven't been like, Oh, I'm going to watch a Canadians game right now. Um, so I don't know how he's been playing, but obviously not good. Isn't he like their best player though? Cause they got yeah, rid of everyone I'm also else. Like kind of confused is, is this his sophomore season? Is he going through the sophomore slump right now? Well, technically not fully because he started like at the end of last season okay, so yeah, he had oh wait he's still up for the calder if that makes sense okay yeah. yes because he was he played 10 games last season yes and he's played 10 games this season yes he has zero goals one assist one point obviously oh he only has one point because I watched like one game uh, where the Sharks were playing him, and it was like he seemed effective, but they didn't like they didn't score when he was out there. So I guess that's why they're sitting him down. Yeah, but that's very interesting. Because again, sad. Because I also saw that um, Corey Perry reached out to him to make sure he was okay, which I thought was really sweet. You don't really think Corey Perry would do that? That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I was also like, oh, but go him, I guess. Yeah. But, also um, speaking of Montreal, our other friend, our other bestie. Oh, yeah, so many. Gary Price might be returning soon. Could be returning soon, that's true. Yep, I just found out about this through you. Yeah, so. and I found out of this through NHL.com. So when is he supposed to get back? Um, They said soon. He resumed skating on the 16th of September, so kind of getting in the swing of things, but they just said seeing him like around soon. Okay. So there was no specific, oh, there's also, there's no specific date of return, but there also wasn't like a, we're expecting him to be doing this by X. It was just like, we're going to be seeing him soon. So that could just be like a, hey, yeah. Rice, nice to see you outside of the McDonald's. I'm, yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Just hanging around, just, just hanging around the, like the reception area at the practice facility exactly like we don't i don't know what that means exactly yeah but i thought that was a pretty fun headline to read because that's pretty exciting well i think that it's good obviously um but what i don't think uh it really answers is like why he went into the player assistance program and obviously if that's something that he needs to keep to himself then that's all power to him yeah, but it's his um it, it is kind of interesting why he I guess went through that. I mean, if he had a torn meniscus, I don't think that's that warrants you going there. I agree. And I'm also confused a little bit because it was such like the big headline. I think we even mm -hmm. talked about this in like the first podcast that he was going into the player assistance program and it was like groundbreaking, earth shattering in the hockey world. But I obviously all power to him, whatever's going on, whatever's going on, so be it, I guess. Yep. But it just seems like a quick turnaround in that sense. In a way. Yeah, no, I mean, if if he but was able to get up, like yeah, if he was able to get issues under control within a short time period, good yeah. for him. But um, usually you don't see players go in and out that quickly. Yeah. Um, not to say it can't be done, but it's certainly not uh, very. Uh, you don't see it often. So good for him. I think that's kind of the only thing we can kind of go off of right now. And I mean, a lot will be said when he returns to the ice and we start seeing him at games. 
but I mean, steps towards progress, obviously a good thing. And um, I mean, Canadians fans will be relieved and Carey Price fans, of course. So um, they won't be throwing games soon. That's, I think that's well, what we can take away. Montreal, yeah. Montreal would never. No. Hot take Montreal would never throw a game. I don't know. They tried this offseason. They really did. They sure. really. So October's done. It's yeah. Yep. Yeah. First full ish month <laughs> of NHL hockey. Yes. So that means three stars of the month. This will be a fun little recap we can always do. Okay. Are you surprised by any of them? So Ovechkin was the, are these out or in order? It's in order. So it's Ovechkin, okay. Ovechkin first, McDavid second, Anderson. Third. Okay. Surprised that McDavid didn't get first, but whatever. Uh, really? Yeah. Over Ovechkin? Yeah. Hot take. It's not a hot take. <laughs> it's a hot take to me because I think it's properly placed. I mean, six consecutive multi-point performances. Let's be honest here. Without McDavid, the Oilers are crap. I mean, they're pretty – they're not a great team. Right. I know they're winning, and I know Dreisaitl will just feed off of a McDavid for till the but end if, of time. I, if if Dreisaitl didn't have McDavid, I don't know how productive he would be. I don't either. That's the thing. I don't – hot take. Here's my hot take. I don't <laughs> think Dreisaitl's all that special without McDavid. Team. Like, like, I I don't think he makes anywhere. Like, I don't think he gets anywhere near the same amount of points he gets without him. You know, hundred percent. I don't know. Oh, also, random tangent. I think we should have like a button, like one of those okay. like buttons or something. So when we're like hot take, we like push the button and goes. Blah, blah, blah. You would have been pushing that one a lot today. Hot take. <laughs> yeah, you would have just heard like just slamming of the desk like every. 10 seconds like these guys are throwing games so throwing games Ovechkin is not throwing games he is 36 years old wow (laughs) and to be playing at his like level I just feel like is very impressive because like yeah he also looks like he's probably like 50 like he's oh no he he does not age well which is hilarious no from a so cool shout out to um nbc short sports washington or whatever because a girl that went to tcu now works for nbc sports washington okay washington dc obviously and she got to interview ovechkin and i was like that's so cool yeah that's pretty cool good for the good for her yeah shout out whoever you are you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shout out tcu because no way but shout out that personal person yeah no but um, so he was the first star um, and the Capitals, what they haven't, have they not lost in regulation? Correct. Is that what I'm seeing? Yes. Good for them. It's, I, again, I think this is what I was expecting from them. They are a regular season powerhouse and I think they'll do well in the playoffs. When I mean do well, I think they'll push it to game seven in the second round, but I mean, yeah, I don't see them winning, but I see them being a competitor. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think you can have any issues with that when your best player is 36 years old and has a lot of experience under his belt. Yeah. I mean, I don't ever see them really planning for the future, which is okay, I guess, when you win a Stanley Cup in 2018. 
but you might want to look into that soon. I don't know. Ovechkin isn't getting younger, even though he might be playing like it. But well, I want to know your opinion. Like three ties, like three overtimes, kind of seems like a lot in a way to me in eight games. Uh, not necessarily. Who? I mean, who are those ties against? I have no clue. I don't think it that's out of the. I was like, oh, three is kind of a lot. I feel like. Like it's also the beginning of the season, so it's like different. I feel like a lot of games go into overtime at the beginning. I think it's very possible. So, well, I mean, it's not lying, but I just no. Feel like it's not- <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it's not lying. That that would that'd be so that awful. would throw off a lot of people. Yeah. But um, so he's first, even though I think McDavid should have been first. Whatever. Um, so he has his tenth career hat trick now. Crazy. Um. And six consecutive multi-point performances just in the month of October. Yeah, that's, I mean, he might be a creative character in someone's video game world and this is all simulation or something. And because he's truly unstoppable. He is. I remember when I saw him um, like live, live, but like obviously in person kind of thing. Yeah. And like, I knew he was fast, but then when I saw him, He's fast. fast. (laughs) And it's always so funny when like you ask any other sports fan who that is. And you're like, they're like, I have no idea. Some dude who's in accounting. Like he's the most unassuming athlete of all time. Like even Gretzky, even Gretzky had kind of a, a look to him, you know? Yeah. Kind of a, you know, he had the mullet and he, you know, he had, he just looked hockey. McDavid just looks like a dude. You know, regular. <laughs> I don't look at McDavid and go, that guy's the best athlete in his respective sport. And probably like, well, okay, Gretzky's the greatest of all time. McDavid might be the most talented athlete to ever play hockey. I think that's a fair trade. And I don't hot think, that, no, it's not a hot take. That's a fair thing to say. Hot take. No, that's reasonable. I'm not saying he's going to be better than Gretzky in terms of the greatest of all time, but he is like athletically head and shoulders above anyone who's ever played. Also pivot. Not that we're huge basketball players. Okay. I'm definitely not. No, I know like me neither really, but where are you on the um, Michael Jordan, LeBron James goat hot take? Yeah. Michael, Michael Jordan. That's That's... where I am too. Okay. I mean, we don't need to talk about it further, but I just want to make it (laughs) just like quick MJ versus LeBron. (laughs) I hope Ryan doesn't listen to this because I think he's a big LeBron Uh-oh. or Michael Jordan guy. Uh-oh. Yeah. If if anyone else from Sorry, the, Ryan. Don't yeah, if anyone else from the Going the Distance Network, uh, who I really haven't had a chance to meet all yet because I'm at SMU and most of y'all are at TCU. Um yeah, don't 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 get upset with the fact that Michael Jordan is the GOAT and LeBron isn't. But anyway. Uh, Frederick Anderson. But who is the goat? The third goat of the month. Oh, of the uh, the NHL month. Yeah, Frederick Anderson, who was undefeated. And uh, I don't think anyone expected that. No, I mean, like, obviously, I knew they were going to do well. But, like, to be undefeated is, like, pretty high. And the fourth goaltender in the league, in league history, to win each of his first seven regular season appearances with a new team, which I think is even a bigger thing to point out is that he is with a new team, which is like, there's obviously going to be growing pains in that. But maybe you just need a new, you know, change of scenery. 
I think that's I think we're seeing that with Anderson like he's doing well because he's throwing games (laughs) he's not he's not flurry he's not throwing games no one no one in this list is throwing games none of them are throwing games you're not going to be three stars of the month if you're throwing games I mean the Oilers might throw games in the playoffs we don't know yet we'll have to see that's just their their thing you know tradition like none other yeah they're just throwing games in the playoffs in the playoffs sorry yeah as a yeah no 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 it's fine I mean we'll we'll see it soon um not a hot take they do that and uh the rookie of the month was Moritz Seider who we talked about last episode who is a German I guess phenom uh he has I had to make note of that because again how old is he 20 20 shoot (laughs) could you imagine somebody younger than us not only in the NHL, but being rookie of the month. Yeah. Yeah. It's happened. Be nice. It's happened. I'm 21. It's, it's, it's definitely beyond me now. <laughs> I also thought that like the average um, 22 minutes, 26 seconds on ice time. I was like, that's pretty baller for a rookie. Yeah. I think the lead league leader has like, hold on. I was just looking at it. Sorry. This is a stats episode where I pull out my phone and look at all the fun numbers. Okay. 26 minutes. That's 22 is still a lot. I think that it is a lot. Yeah. Let's see. Where does he rank? I mean, he's at least top 50, which is of all the players in the league. That's still a lot. And that, that doesn't have to do with points, but obviously he's been productive with points. Yeah. Eight assists. Yeah. All rookies at this time right now. Yeah, so is it a hot take to say he might win the Calder? Might be a little early, but I think that generally athletes or rookies that come out strong usually capture the Calder anyway. I would be able to reevaluate after December rookie of the month. You know, get three in, see where people land a little bit. Would they give it to him again? No, no, no. I'm just... I guess they could. I don't think they do that, though. Do they do it? I was going to say, like, I could see, like, they having similar stars of the month, but would they give him rookie of the month again? No, it just I seems think, like a weird title. I'm not, thinking, I'm not saying twin that. twice. Thinking, like, compare the three rookies that got it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Now, if he does win it again, then I think we can confidently say, yeah, he's probably going to win the Calder. Yeah. But um, not sure if I'm ready to take a hot take on that just yet. Yeah, no, let's save the hot I think take I need on to that my one. hot take cards. Did I use a hot take card yet? Yeah, you did with um with yeah, well, what did I say? Oh, dry sidle. That's yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's analytic people who are just got so mad about that one. As um, we know, we have a huge analytic fan base. Yeah, actually that's where like 60% of our fans come from is the analytic side of things. And sure. the 40% is 20% me, 20% Alex <laughs> listening. Hot take haven't listened to any of our episodes oh no so it's all 40 percent. <laughs> i just know we do well so i don't even have to listen back do we yeah okay i think we should i think we should talk about who which podcast within our network are we going to surpass this week do you have the analytics behind that i don't know I, I, I could pull up youtube let's yeah let's pull up youtube really quick let's oh, see gosh. Is this where we're going to go off of YouTube? 
I guess a visual can. podcast. I guess can I can just... promote our podcast on the Insta. Yeah, we're we're gonna start doing uh more promotion. I you mean, do... someone to like. Okay, how about we do like five? Our listeners do not need to listen to our little plan. Yeah, there. If it's you okay. were listening right now, you would if know we're right plotting. Now, also, I think once we have like, I guess we could do three, but all, or if we get to like five episodes, then start really pushing it out. So there's like something to listen to. There's like, mm-hmm. something, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, why does it log me in as not my account? You have a YouTube channel? No. Why did you say that? Like you were lying. No, because it's Google. Oh. It's like, this is annoying. Just go on YouTube. I'm trying. It's not letting me. Come on. Come on. Take. I think we should end the episode now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't <laughs> seem to pull this up. Hold on. One second. One second. The viewers are all on the edge of their seats waiting for me to pull up the analytics here. Okay. I'm gonna write a blog. Me? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a hot take, I guess. Hot take. Hot take. I write a blog. Okay, we have five views on the last one. Or was that the first one? No, that was the last one. We didn't have our first one posted on YouTube. Yikes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, geez. Okay, so episode 50 of the Going the Distance podcast got 68 views. Yeah, they did good with that because they had a little drinking game involved. Okay. Don't they also stream Yeah. while they're doing that? Mm. Maybe we will be live next time. <laughs> you never know. Maybe we'll be live one of these days. You never know. We'll, uh, we'll look into some fun options and what we can uh, do in the future. But um, this was a fun episode, I think. It was kind of yeah. all around, kind of chaotic. But Hey. It just represents October for the NHL. Absolutely it, chaotic. It's it represents what hockey is, and it's nonstop, chaos. just chaos on the ice. So, with that, we will end it here. Um, if you have hot takes, leave them in the comments. We do want to engage with you guys more. If you guys have comments, leave them. We will respond to them, even if it's like some weird like promotional thing. We'll probably just be like, get that out of here. But do leave comments. Uh, We'd love to hear from y'all. So I think that's it.